0: The full-time whistle, and Solskjaer has won it, and you've heard that somewhere before. What a night for Manchester
1: United. Okay, welcome to episode two of the MUFC podcast. Thank you for all kind feedback for episode one. Um, we appreciate it, so if you can please apply a little bit of patience with SoundCloud and iTunes, we're just getting the hang of it. But hopefully, within an episode or two, we're across all platforms.
0: Mate, uploading a podcast is like Ashley Young trying to play right back. It's very
1: difficult. Well, we'll get it. We'll get into um, (laughs) Ashley Young. There's plenty of time for that. Um, Now, I can't believe we didn't start with this kick-off question last week. Okay, but I think the ideal kick-off question is: which player out of the current squad would you most like to go for a drink with? Ooh! Now, I've thought about this, and there, there is a correct answer.
0: Look, if I'm if I'm hungover, I want to hang out with Paul Pogba because he doesn't drink. Um, It'll be, it'd be nice and relaxing. Hopefully, his chef will cook me something nice. You know what? I think I'd go. I'd go drinking with Jesse Lingard. I think oh. I would have a hell of a night with him. No, I he couldn't. might teach me how to dance. We could oh. moonwalk together. We could dance on the Emirates. No, I couldn't do Jesse, Let's see, I'm not a dancer. It's, uh, it's
1: not my not my thing. My initial reaction was one matter. But I think with matter, it would just be sort of a Spanish tapas type thing and maybe one or two wines and he'd be ready for bed so if it's a once in a lifetime thing I don't think I'd get value for it because I think you would want to be in bed by 10, 10.30 so I think if I'm going to make the most of it I've seen Phil Jones play sober for about 10 years I oh. think if I could see him drunk for one night the value he'd give you, I think you'd have memories for the rest of your life You'd
0: have values just for the faces he'll pull though. Could
1: you imagine the photos you'd see though Selfies Big gold Okay, so we're trying to re- recap now. Where were we last?
0: Was it the Chelsea game? Chelsea, it feels like a month ago. Oh, it was the Chelsea game. United played really well in the first half. thought we played very fast, up-tempo. Juan Mata played centrally, and I thought he played very well, scored a wonderful goal. But it all just fizzled out in the second half. Chelsea had more of the ball. We lost control of the game, and... Unfortunately, we're here again talking about another David De Gea Klinger.
1: Do you think there was was rumours before the match that he's going to get dropped for Romero and Solskjaer put an end to those rumours pretty quickly. Now, do you think with potentially nothing to play for, he does drop him or do you think it's a touchy situation with his contract situation?
0: There's a few factors here. You've got his contract, so you have to consider, okay, if we drop this player who's got a massive standing in the dressing room who's been our best player for the best part of six years does it affect contract negotiations does does it affect his attitude in a detrimental way does he take it negatively I don't see the point in dropping him the other side of it is Salska has come out and said until it's mathematically impossible he's viewing this game against Huddersfield as top four still on so he won't, drop, he won't drop De Gea. Would I drop David De Gea? I wouldn't, because I think he's he's got the points on the board. He's saved us that many times that you just can't drop him. And I actually think it would be a detriment to contract negotiations. Yeah,
1: I don't see how to drop him. And I rate Romero. I think Romero is a, probably the best second keeper in the world. Well, definitely the league. But um, I think it is so... It's a, such a touchy subject with De Gea. It's a, almost, you just don't want to touch him. Yeah, but like, you, you do not want to upset him. And I think uh, a few of the pundits... I know Gary Neville has said... If you do drop him, you lose him.
0: I agree with that. And, and the, the issue is... The clubs put themselves in this situation with... Again, we, we've seen it with Herrera. We've seen it with Mata. The fact that they let contracts run down... To such a point where... You, know, you have one year left on your deal... Or you're going on a free transfer... It puts all the power in the players' hands. And, see, if we, had, if, if we were run like a proper football club, then, you know, we'd have him locked up on a contract already. Then you have the flexibility to drop him. Say to him, look, David, you need a bit of a rest. Bring Romero in for two more games. Start fresh in the preseason. But, unfortunately, we're not in a position to do that. I have mentioned a few
1: times in regards to the Chelsea match, it was a rare start for Mata and Solskjaer, as we said last week. Has been used when he has used Mata. He's used him quite centrally, and I think that first twenty minutes, the first half, half half hour, I forget how long it was. Mata, I thought was crucial. I thought everything went through him. Obviously, yeah. recap with the goal, so maybe stands out a little bit more. But I thought he was the reason everything was playing well.
0: Mata's brilliant, and we touched on it in the last podcast. He's technically sound. I don't think there's anyone in our team who has a better passing range than him. Uh, Pogba would probably be the closest. But unfortunately, again, another one who looks like he's going to leave. Um, So, again, it's another position that we'll need to fill in the summer. You need to bring someone in like for like, the point of difference. It's great that we want to play a pressing style and a fast style, but you need to have that point of difference in your attack. I don't think you
1: need to replace him because he is there and his biggest criticism is his lack of pace. But then you play him in the middle. The, not, right. not, not one
0: person has said he like pace because he moves the ball quicker than anyone and the ball moves quicker than any player. When you're playing in a central role, particularly in a press, you have players around you who can compensate for that. When, especially when you have a two-striker system in front of you, you've got Marcus Rashford, Lukaku, both men who are quite quick. So they can press with the pace from the front. Then Mata just has to follow through. It's fine. It's when he's playing out wide and you're expecting him to set the tempo of the press, he can't do that. He works in a central role, but how much longer does he have in a United jersey?
1: Well, I'm just holding out hope that he comes to Perth. And obviously, that's not possible. He has to sign a new contract. If he's out of contract at the end of the season, he doesn't come to Perth. If he obviously does come to Perth, that means he has signed a new contract. So, fingers crossed. So, anyone says he lacks pace, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Play him centrally, and that is not an issue. Hogba and Martial, we want to discuss. Maybe, they'll, maybe they're just maybe two, maybe you call them scapegoats. But they are kind of highlighted in terms of attitude problems. And we'll touch on Pogba and Martial. But is it a bigger issue
0: across the squad? I don't think so. Uh, I think Martial's an easy target because of his demeanour. If you remember Berbatov, for example. Berbatov wasn't the hardest working player. He looked like he could have had a cigar in his mouth half the time. Had a cigar in his mouth when he did an overhead kick against Liverpool. Scored a hat-trick. But Martial, there's clearly an attitude concern there because Oli's targeted him in the press conferences quite blatantly. And I think that photo that everyone's, that's that gone around social media with Martial looking casual in the warm-up, there are four or five other players standing I'm telling there as well. You, you should see me when I
1: used to warm-up. I, I used to stop warming up. I used to go back in and pretend to get a massage or get strapped or something. I could not warm-up to save my life. Okay, So, yes, I understand how bad it looked... Okay, but he's on the bench. If I'm on the bench, I'm not warming up because I know... Obviously, you stay warm and fresh yeah. and everything. But, look, it's not a good look. But I think that it was a bit of an overreaction to that.
0: It is. Is there an issue with Martial's attitude? I think there has to... Look, we can only speculate. We're not there. But from the outside looking in, there is an element of concern because the player we've seen since he's signed his new deal hasn't been anywhere near the player that we know he can be. If you're looking purely at his his talent, his output, he seems very selfish again. I don't know what's happening with him. Um, there's a few players in the team who aren't playing well at the moment. But next season, I feel, is make or break for Martial. You know, it, next season, he'll be turning 25 years old, and it's going to be a case of, OK, are you ready to take over... Are you ready to be a key part of this team and start scoring the goals and having the input that we know you can have? Or Because if he's not, I could see the club cutting their losses. I really could. As, and you know me, I'm Martial uh, FC. What do you think he goes for? If he goes in his prime, which you,
1: age-wise you'd assume he is, what sort of fee do you think he commands?
0: It comes down to what sort of player is he when you're selling him. And, and we've seen this too often at United, where... When players are on the way out, it's because they're not good enough. Martial's good enough. We said it last week. It comes down to his attitude. If he wants to, he can score 20, 30 goals a season. But if he also wants to, he can kick stones, not come back in defence and get subbed off in the 60th minute and be on the outskirts of the team. Do you think of what, and you won't find a bigger critic of Mourinho than
1: myself, oh, I defended him quite a lot that his treatment of Martial in the press I thought was over the top and you won't find someone who praises Solskjaer's behaviour in the press conferences more than myself. However, Solskjaer has maybe not publicly digged him out but made reference to Martial and a potential work um, ethic issue. Mourinho said exactly the same thing or alluded to exactly the same thing. With Mourinho, we've embarrassed him for it, we say, how can you say that? Solskjaer is saying the same thing and everyone, suddenly everyone agrees with him.
0: I don't think that that's the case. It was, and you've you've made reference to it there. It's the way yeah. in which Mourinho attacks his players. Even Sir Alex rarely attacked an individual player through the media. There's a way to do it, and you can tell with Martial. He looks like someone who needs a cuddle. He doesn't come across as someone who exuberates confidence. He looks like someone who you need to subtly encourage and say to him. Look, mate, this is what we need from you in training. I need you to make those runs. I need you to be supporting the striker. I need you to come back in defence. Sounds like someone who you just really need to... Maybe he just doesn't learn as quickly in training, and you'd know, you know, you've played football at a decent level yourself. Certain players don't process information as quickly as others. Maybe Martial's just someone who just needs a bit more of a kick up the backside. I would kill to have a Roy Keane in this team. There are so many players... Honestly,
1: oh, I, I agree with that concept of having Roy Keane. But that's where you say maybe he's so fragile, Martial, a Roy Keane
0: would be the end of him. Just don't get the... Yeah, but the, the, the issue is that when it comes from a player, it's okay because a player can hold you accountable and they set the standard. I feel with Martial and a lot of players in the team is that we've been so poor for so long now that it's almost that no one expects you to fight like a champion. So maybe Martial, there's an element of complacency or a subconscious feeling of I'm doing my best, but he's not actually doing his best. There is an attitude problem there with him. There is. With Pogba, not so much. I think Pogba is a leader in that dressing room and he knows that and he has a very strong influence in that squad. Is Paul Pogba what Robson was or what Roy Keane was? No, he's not. He's nowhere near it. And that's where he needs to be. If he wants to be the true... He's a leader of a team that is coming fourth and fifth and on the outskirts of the Champions League. Does Paul Pogba want to be a Ballon d'Or winner? Or does Paul Pogba want to be the leader of a team that's... People are saying is the worst United team in the last 30 years. Which, but, statistically... It is. It is. Well, is it? I, I think we've, we've got to be, I think. But um, just on that point...
1: Paul Pogba for some reason and I understand and somewhat agree with all the criticism but he's the only player who is criticised in world football for not being Roy Keane for not being Brian Robson okay we should demand equal I'm not saying equality across the board but we should demand the same thing from every single player so if we're demanding something from Pogba you need to demand that from Fred from McTominay just because the club commercially value him as a bigger brand I disagree than other with
0: you Tom because the, the issue is Consider it like your workplace, okay? As a company, the employees all work together towards a common goal, or so they should. What's expected of someone who has no direct reports compared to what's expected of the CEO or the COO is going to be different. Right, but, that, but that's in result. That's in regards to results. In terms of his output, we're
1: talking just in the terms of an attitude. But we expect you, Pogba to football. have a different attitude to a
0: McTominay to a Fred. Uh, yeah, but because he's when you command the money that Paul Pogba demands, when you're saying I'm a leader of this dressing room, we've seen the rousing, the rousing speech he gave for the French squad. If you want to be treated as a leader, and he clearly wants to be a leader, or and he thinks of himself as a leader. You can apply it in the sense of the same as a workplace. It's a results-driven business at the end of the day, in sport, in business. If Paul Pogba wants to be a leader, then yes, you have to expect a better attitude. I expect when you're the highest-earning player or one of the highest-earning players in the team, when you're definitely, at least in the outfield players, he's the only world-class player I'd say we have, I do expect him to lead by example. If Paul Pogba has a good attitude... I'd argue the rest of the team has a good attitude. It gives players like Martial no excuse to be complacent. He'll look at Paul Pogba as a leader, although it's someone who's only two years older than him. If Paul Pogba's playing well, if Paul Pogba's doing extras in training, you, of course Tony Martial's going to be doing extras in training. What do you think in regards
1: to... OK, that's, we've talked about the attitude issue between Pogba and Martial. In terms of Pogba's, it's so divisive in terms of opinion, in terms of his output on the field. People are saying, "Oh, we'll be better off without him." Slash, we'll be better off with him. The way I look at it, and you can you can flip this case either way. But if you take Paul Pogba out of out of our
0: team, in terms of stats, we're in the mid-table. We're a mid-table team. The yeah. logic that we're a better team without Paul Pogba is like saying a car runs better without without wheels. <laughs> it, it doesn't happen. He's he's the key to that midfield and when you put better players around him and I'm certain of this if you put if you put better players around Paul Pogba you'll see it, he can definitely go to another level there are so many times you see him he dwells on the ball but he dwells on the ball because he's looking for someone to make a run around him or he's looking for an option and I don't feel like there are times when we're playing where we look very disjointed there's still there's still re- there's still that that smell of Mourinho's era within the squad. It's like a, a default where the team has trained a certain way for so long that when the fatigue kicks in with the style that Oli clearly wants to play which is a more high-intensity style they almost default into what they were doing under Mourinho. I think it happened against Chelsea when, when one Exactly and we saw that in the second half. You see a dip in intensity and I think that's what's happening. I feel like if you get a better midfielder behind Pogba an upgrade on Matic if you can get a good, strong box-to-box midfielder who can truly free Pogba to focus on getting assists, scoring goals, you see a different player. I so 100% agree with that, but that is where
1: I think the issue comes from. We're talking about things that can help Pogba and what-ifs and what maybe's in regards to his performance. None of that should, input, should have an influence on his actual attitude. Whether we get a Kante, whether we get this player or not, his performance, not his performance levels, but his effort levels and body, maybe not so much his body language, but people want to see positive body language. Yeah, That shouldn't deter, that shouldn't have an impact. I
0: think the, 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 the problem with Pogba is it's the things he says in the media that gives that gives fans an excuse to yeah. dig him out. Because when you're flirting with Real Madrid, and then you're not playing well, or the team's not playing well. It's very easy for the casual fan, or a millenn- or the modern day millennial, to be like, "Oh, look, that Paul Pogba. He doesn't give it. He doesn't give a damn, mate. He just wants to go to Real Madrid." He he does it to himself, and of course, it's a very narrow minded point of view to think like that because players flirt with clubs all the time. He could be manoeuvring for a new contract, but well, speaking of new contracts and players going, maybe flirting with
1: other clubs. Buddy Lukaku thinks he's. Juventus number one target. He thinks he's going to be ahead of Ronaldo. He wants to play in Italy, it seems. So, on in regards to maybe potential transfers, we we'll go on to the next topic, which is caused a bit of debate on the last couple of days. Director of football, Whoa. one Rio Ferdinand, lead
0: in the race. Rio, Rio, Rio. Uh, I'll take him at centre back at the moment. <laughs> I, th- I think. Uh, how old is Rio now? 42. I'll take him as centre-back now over Chris Smalling and Phil Jones. Do I take him as a director of football? No, I don't. Because what qualifies Rio Ferdinand for that role? He's got a successful clothing line. He had a failed attempt at a boxing career. He's a wonderful pundit. The thing is...
1: Sorry to interrupt you, but what qualified Jose Mourinho for the Man United job? He had the best resume in football. Jose
0: Mourinho was a wonderful manager... Who came to Manchester United to be a manager? Your whereas in this case we're seeing Ferdinand linked to a role that he has never done before. If I'm not, I, I could be wrong on this. I don't recall Rio having any sort of corporate experience whatsoever. He seems, and I don't know how much is
1: him, but he seems to have a quite a good business profile. He's he seems, sort yeah, of
0: mate. Smart have you seen right? have you seen his clothing brand number five, Rio Ferdinand's. But the problem is. He's not worth $5 when it comes to being a director of football. I'm sorry. And the thing is, if United are going to go in a... The way it's coming out, it sounds like that the, the Glazers and Woodward would still like to be head of transfers, but they want that person in the middle between the manager and, and Woodward. If, if this is just a PR move, which sadly I feel like that's where it's going... You don't want Ferdinand there because you want someone who's not outspoken. And Ferdinand's an outspoken guy. If things start turning bad at the club or if, let's say, we sign some players or we have a bad transfer window, do you think Ferdinand's going to wear, wear the brunt of that? It's going to become a blame game. So, I, he's not qualified for the role. See, for me, I understand
1: and agree with everyone who says he's not qualified. That's just sheerly, That's just a fact. He's not qualified for the job. However rattle off a director of football. No one knows the directors of football. There's, everyone says Paul Mitchell, he worked with Pochettino at Southampton. I mean, Monchi, he's, he used to be at Sevilla, now he's at Roma, I think. No one knows the director of football. OK, Liverpool, they don't have a director of football. They've got what you'd class as a transfer committee, which is what I think United are kind of alluding to. There's been talk of Darren Fletcher alongside Rio Ferdinand. So this what I think, qualifications are not the be-all and end-all. Obviously it is a positive in terms of experience in, in a role like that, but as long as you have positive communication between the manager, a director of football slash transfer committee, and obviously whoever's setting in the funds in regards to Ed Woodward, as long as that communication is key, the communication is positive and is there, I think,
0: as long as someone knows the club, I think that's more important than a resume. You could be right, but i I just. I worry because the club has been underperforming for so long that I just. I feel like taking a, a punt because that's what it would be, if you give Ferdinand this role or you give it to Darren Fletcher, you know, compared to someone say like a Paul Mitchell, like even Edward Vendorsa. Vendorsa has been CEO CEO of Ajax, a club that has a big ethos on producing youth products. You know, I feel like if you had someone like that in instead, who has the links to the club, but also has an understanding of how to do that sort of role, I feel like that's a safer bet, especially because we're not... If this was Fergie retiring now and we just won the league, then sure, take the punt, because you're you're coming from a winning position. But we're behind the ball, and I don't know if United have the time or can even ill afford to have another failure or another poor season because Champions League is crucial. The Glazers might not understand football but they know they know basic math of if we don't make the top four, that's a lot of money out of their pockets and that affects dividends and shares so I think it's risky. Just on your point with Vanders we
1: we'll were talking a little bit about it earlier Obviously it is a different role, he's almost in the Ed Woodward role at Ajax, he's actually the CEO, there's a lot of reports, or a lot of rumours going around that he's the director of football at Ajax, where that's actually Mark Overmars but my argument in terms of Ferdinand's experience, and I hope this doesn't sound like I'm campaigning for Ferdinand as the director of football, because I'm not, but what experience as a CEO did Edwin Vandersar have before he took over Ajax?
0: That's a fair argument and I understand that, but ajax is not manchester united you're talking about the biggest football club in the world if not the if not okay if not the biggest because we're biased it's the all right big- it's the biggest let's not go there <laughs> so we're talking about the biggest football club in the world so if that's the case do i go from being ceo of my own business or an entrepreneur of my own business to becoming ceo of google <laughs> do you know what i'm saying do you know what i'm saying tom because we're a big football club it's about time we started acting like a big football club get someone in who and if you want to have a committee, that's fine and if Ferdinand and Fletcher are a part of that committee, that's fine. Get Eric Cantona with his Instagram videos videos and he can crack eggs (laughs) with players who are joining, that's fine. But you need someone there who's going to strategically plan for the long term of this club, who knows what this team's going to look like in one year's time, in five years' time, who knows what players we want to bring in to match the ethos that the club believes in. That's what we need to do. Okay, so just to finish off on that,
1: United touched down in Perth in, I think it's early July. What money are you putting on United having a director of football or something in place by the time pre-season starts?
0: I think there'll be a director of football announced when the season ends. I I, I imagine negotiations are well underway. And just from a PR point of view, you don't imagine... the, The club should be already in transfer discussions now. And if they're not, then that's a worry but you, you would imagine that by the time they're touching down in Perth they want someone to be announced if not to have around us. as it's Manchester United mate it's all about marketability they could be a sponsor of noodles
1: I'm sure I'm sure a sponsorship will be the first announcement during the pre-season it won't be a transfer deal oh. it'll be a tractor deal or a sushi deal or a toilet roll yeah. deal
0: Manchester United sponsored by Meagering <laughs> ok we will move
1: on to our last topic um, we'll Blend this in a little bit with a preview of the Huddersfield game this Sunday night, um, Sydney time. I don't care what Solskjaer says in regards to these last two games meet anything. We know if Chelsea get up a point or a win, whatever the scenario is, our season's over. So we'll go under the illusion that the season is over. Do the likes of Mason Greenwood, Heath Chong, Angel Gomez, those photos of Leo Connor training, um, potentially one or two others, do you think Solskjaer does throw them in, a la sort of Mourinho that last day against Crystal Palace? I think or? he
0: has to because Solskjaer has been been—it's been a funny one. He, he talks about the youth really well and he, he says, you know, this club's all about bringing through youth players, but we've rarely seen them, really. We've seen bits and drips here and there. You know, we saw Tahith Chong come on and Mason came on in the PSG game. But outside of that, Tom, do you recall a lot of... Like you know, When we're talking about giving youth a chance, it's not about giving them five or ten minutes at the end of the game. It's about how did Marcus Rashford become known to Manchester United? No, exactly. However, I'm, and I completely agree, however, you look when
1: Solskjaer came in, how many games he'd been in charge? Let's say, what is it, 25 games he's been in charge? Yeah. I don't know, roughly. It has pretty much been 25 cup finals. It's almost in a must-win situation every single week.
0: Yeah, that, that's true. You know, and he had to. And again, I'm not putting all the blame at him. I'm just simply stating that he's been talk, he's been okay. preaching one thing and behaving in another way. So, if I, I, season, I just don't
1: feel he's had the opportunity to sort of fulfil that
0: promise. Look, you're right, and he's been he's been trying to get a contract for himself, and everyone takes care of themselves at the end of the day. But yeah, look, he has to. And from what I've read, it looks like Rashford and Lukaku are both out. And, in fact, could miss the last two games. So, if that's the case, you either... You know, for me, Mason Greenwood has to get a start. I think Tahith Chong's really talented, but when you look at... Mason's got a better goals-to-games record at the moment. He's got something ridiculous like 39 goals
1: this season. I think the really interesting comparison a lot of people have gone on about is the Greenwood and when Jadon Sancho was at Manchester City. We're currently linked with Jadon Sancho, who you would assume would be around £100 million. Roughly. It won't be any cheaper. It won't be cheaper than 100000000 You think he'd be a great sign in, in a lot of people's eyes, but then you'd potentially have Mason Greenwood who is the same player, potentially better. Yeah. Well, where does that balance find? But if we don't play Greenwood,
0: he's the next Dortmund signing for when Sancho right. leaves. Exactly. And so, so it comes and you know what? And Ollie to his credit has said he wants to and he, he name-dropped Mason. He said I want to give players like Mason the opportunity to be successful at this club. It's up to Mason then. So I would imagine that he'll start in one of these two games. He'll start in one of these two games. When you games look at it, it's two relegated. Is, is Cardiff relegated? I'm not sure. Uh, no, I don't think well, they're, they're pretty much no, They're
1: pretty much two relegated sides. If, they, if Solskjaer can't come through with this on this one, do you think people's opinion Not opinions of him as a manager or uh, his f- future at United, but do you think people will then start to maybe not turn on him but second guess everything I, he says in a press conference
0: I think Oli's smarter than he, he leads us to believe and he knows as well as anyone it's all, about, it's all about PR and how you're perceived against Everton we got we got destroyed he went over and he clapped the fans and I'm sure it came from a place of sincerity but he knows that he needed to do that because the result deserved that in this case if, he, if, the, if there's nothing to play for not playing youth he knows that they'll, they'll come a backlash with that so I expect Mason to get a chance. I expect Heath Chong to get a chance. I'd love to see Gomez get a chance. You know, we said what player could be like Juan Mata. Gomez is a perfect player like Juan Mata. He's technically a brilliant, wonderful passing range, physically not the greatest, and I feel like that's where he needs to do it, some work. I'd love to see Gomez get a good opportunity. Um, Leo Connor, someone who can play fullback. Because, you know, you can't do... You can't do worse than playing Ashley Young there at the moment. And I don't mean to keep smashing the guy, but... No, no, you can smash him. That's fine. Okay, good. Two-footed lunge on Ashley <laughs> Young then, mate. He's, he's so bad. He's so bad. And I think it's just the, it's a perfect opportunity give Leo Connor a chance. I would have loved to see an Ethan Lard, but I think he's injured. So,
1: I think... Um, who else is it? James was it? Garner. Oh, sorry, James Garner has also been training with the team. I'm trying to re my memory, though. The times we have played those players in terms of this season, Greenwood, Chong and Gomez, I think they've all been in winning performances. Now, I think some of those have been potentially like an FA Cup game or something. But the main oh. one, obviously, we put through Chong and Gomez on a PSG needing a goal. Yeah. And obviously, they didn't score the goal. But they're on the pitch when we are sort of country. We so. did
0: lose to Arsenal when Mason oh, okay. came on. Okay. But
1: no, me look,
0: at, at the end of the day, you're only going to find out if these kids are good enough if you give them an opportunity. So Mason, for me, is the big one. I think we all agree on that. That's the one where we're all saying, do we have a world-class talent on our hands? So I'd love to see him get a start. Maybe if Rashford and Lukaku are injured, I imagine they might actually play Martial up front, and then he'll put Mason out wide. You throw Sanchez and his new moustache up front. Oh, Pablo Sanchez. (laughs) Um, I think Sanchez, he might as well call it the Sanchez farewell tour, because... He's not going to be here much longer, Tom. He's not going to be here much longer. And um, to be honest, I'll fly to Manchester just for the 30-minute drive to the airport to drop him off.
1: Okay, I think that is a good place to leave it for this week, for episode two. Now, again, thank you for everyone for all the, I'd say, kind words and a lot of patience in terms of our uploading to SoundCloud and iTunes. So we both appreciate that. now we've got our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All you need to search is just throw hashtag MUFC podcast, and you'll find it on all of those. And please just try and get involved. Send anything if you want to get involved to come on the po- podcast. Feel free, because myself and Larry won't be able to speak every week. Maybe a, a new voice, and you don't have to listen to us each week. Um, if you have any ideas about podcasting and any ways we can potentially grow this, feel free. And anything to add? Go United. Go United. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Cheers.